Hey everybody, this is GR Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about, in season six, we're going to talk about crimes that should never happen, but actually happen. But this one's going to be on a positive note. First, let's begin. It's moto time. Hey, remember this. Never quit your day job while conquering the world. My daddy always says that. And remember, rich people, poor people. That means that rich people always act poor. Poor people act rich. If you want to achieve your abundance of wealth and you're trying to get yourself out of debt, you got to act like you're poor. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You got to rob Peter to pay Paul. But whatever you do, do it what you got to do to get on that grind, get on that hustle. And if you have to buy something that's like off-brand in order for you to have food on your table, hey, Have food on the table. You don't have to sit there and get the name brand product sometimes. Sometimes catch stuff that's on sale. That'll help you save you money. The more money you save, the more you can put into your bank, the more you can put into your pocket, the more you can also buy stocks, buy crypto, and do whatever you got to do to achieve your abundance of wealth. You want to retire early? You got to act like you're broke. I'm telling you, your friends ask you, hey, you got money? I'm broke. That's what you got to do. Also, remember this. Time is money. Wasting time, you're wasting money. You don't want to do that because you don't want to invest your time into something and you're just losing it. Famous movie stars, actors, singers, songwriters, writers, football players, people and personality-wise, they remember that. So does rich people. They call it time is money, money is time. Wasting time, you're wasting my money. And they don't waste money and they don't waste their time. Let me give you a good analogy why I say that. Here's what I mean. An actor will go and do will donate their time to do like charity events like the USO, United Service Organization, or they do Make-A-Wish Foundation, or they will go to, they will go and do like a charity event for helping out the homeless, a shelter charity or a battered women's shelter or whatever charity event they do that's around like the Susan G. Coleman Foundation. They will do whatever those foundations. There's many, many others and other foundations that are greatly around. Like good foundations like, don't forget, the Wounded Warrior Project. And the Paralyzed Veterans of America projects. Places, things like organizations like those organizations like that. And the VFW foundations and stuff like that. And a lot of them will do things like that. They will go and donate their time. And their time is also money. So what they do is they take their time and they figure that how much they would use. If they were doing like a movie, they will divide that and say, if I spent, say, four hours doing a charity event and I was making, say, $50,000... For that day, I would take that $50,000 and they would write that off on their taxes. That's what that means. A lot of famous people do that. Actors do that. Singers, songwriters all do that. Football players do that. They give up their time and everything that they need to do. They write it off as a tax write-off. So that's what you do. One other thing that you need to understand is that that's how they maintain their status quo or whatever they do. All right? Good. Now, let's get into it. In this, in this weekend, we're going to be focusing on this coming holiday that's coming up in this weekend. It's a holiday that's coming up. It's called the Juneteenth Festival. There's so many different stories, but the actual Juneteenth Festival is an urban holiday for black people. People of color, black or brown. Mainly people that are African-American descended. Or biracial if you're African, biracial, and you know about this story. A lot of black people of color know this story. Juneteenth is a celebration of what happened when Abraham Lincoln, when former President Abraham Lincoln, who's dead, when we just say former President Abraham Lincoln, President Lincoln um, freed all slaves with the Emancipation Proclamation. Story goes that Texas did not get that story till a year later. They were still having slaves. And that's when the U.S. Cavalry sent, sent a delegate 
sent somebody from the government to go to Texas to tell them that the slaves are free. And it came on June 19th. A year later, that's one of the reasons why we celebrate Juneteenth. But Juneteenth also is a celebration of unity, of what it means to be a person of color. It's not necessarily saying that we're doing the sorrows or the miseries of anything about what it means to be black or what it means about your empowerment or just all about being in truth of being, I'm a black person. No, it just means a celebration. We're not talking about, oh, well, I'm a black trans and this and that. It's not about your ethnicity. It's not about, it's not about what you call your gender or ethnicity. It's just a celebration of being black. That's all that is. It's not about some people turn around and say, well, it's the LBGT Pride Month. We need to uh, focus. No, that's not what that really means. All it means is that it's a celebration of being black. And people will have parties, they'll have parades, because I remember growing up, we had parades on Juneteenth. Whatever day it fell on, that's the day they had a parade, that celebrations, people barbecued, they partied, whatever. Some days it was on a Wednesday, some days it was on a Tuesday, some days it was on a Thursday, some days it was on a Friday. And most of the time, it, it falls on a Saturday, boom, we celebrate. I remember many a times, and in local communities, they will get out there and have big celebrations. People will actually come out and barbecue. You have food trucks out there. You'll have African American vendors out there selling their wares and products and stuff. And people will go out and just celebrate what it means to be black. That's what Juneteenth is. It's also a good celebration to to show that you are truly into your 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 heritage. You want to know your heritage about what it is about being black and understanding because a lot of people don't understand the meaning of what is Juneteenth. And that's what that celebration is. It's not a thing of a lot of people take a holiday and they want to make it their own. This is not a, your own holiday. This is a holiday to celebrate African American culture. So if you are an ally of African-Americans, meaning that you are non-black, meaning you're white or Asian or Hispanic or you're Native American. This is not taken away from your holiday or whatever celebration you have. Juneteenth is just a holiday that we celebrate because some people say, well, y'all have a whole month. Yeah, we have the shortest month, which is February. It's for the whole month. But this holiday is just a celebration of what happened on Juneteenth. It's just a celebration of what happened um, What happened when they did the Emancipation Proclamation of ratifying, of saying that slaves were free. So Juneteenth Festival is just a celebration of what it means to be black. It's your true blackness. And for you a black king or you're a black queen, you're celebrating that day. That's one day of what it means to be truly black. It don't matter if you, it doesn't matter whether you live in the ghetto, it doesn't matter whether you lived in the hood, or you live in a poor neighborhood, the ghetto, or whether you live in the suburbs, or you come from a rich, wealthy black family, and you're well-to-do. It's not about your, your status. It's all about you being black. That's all it means. So if you're like, um, if you're like a Carlton from Fresh Prince, the guy who played Carlton, you know, Ricardo, if you're like that guy, Ricardo, whatever, from Carlton, you know, Carlton, you know, the guy who played Carlton, you know who he is. I know who he is too, but I'm not, you know, mentioned. But yeah, if you're like him or you're like a Will Smith, you know, or you're like Jazzy Jeff and and you like, you know, all those different and Tatia Ali and all of them and all those people that were on that show and um, Daphne Maxwell Reed that actually later on played um, 
played um, Amp Vib and just everybody there because I like the first Amp Vib, but you know, I like the second Amp Vib too as well. But I like the first one more importantly because of her thing. And if you're like Cosby Show, we're not knocking about what Cosby did, but Cosby did something great for people of color. He made sure that everybody on that show went to college. Can't knock him for that. He also made sure that everyone, he made sure that show was all about blackness, about what it means to be black. He said he showed the light of what black people can do, not just being in the ghettos like the rap songs and the hip hop artists always portray. He made it so it looks like there's educated black people. There are people of color that are wealthy. Do you know that there are one tenth of one percent? There are exactly five percent people of color that are wealthy. We're not talking about the Oprah Winfrey, the Tyler Perry, the Jay-Z. We're talking about like Mr. Smith. There, there's another lady. I forgot her name. Yeah, I forgot her name, but she's wealthy, super wealthy. There are people out there that are so, that are people, there are people of color that are so wealthy that they're not listed on Forbes list because you know why? Because they do a lot. There's a, there's a lady, she's so rich. She's so rich that she gives back to her community. Now, good example, Beyonce Knowles Carter. Good example. I use her because um, I know what she does. You know that she does a lot for her community in Houston. In Texas, she does a lot for her community. Reason being is because what she does for her community, she does it without getting recognized. She doesn't, she don't even ask. She just goes and helps. Like when they had that thing in Houston, they had that, they had that big hurricane and the flooding and stuff in Houston. She was down there helping out. Football players were helping out. I'm telling you, people just do things without getting recognized. People of color will do stuff without being on the news. Tyler Perry. That guy, that guy is a mega, that guy is a super millionaire. I wouldn't say he's a billionaire, he's a millionaire. He's a mega millionaire. He does a lot for the community. People assume that when you're rich, when you're rich like Tyler Perry rich or like Oprah Winfrey, that you're supposed to just take your money and just start, just start helping out everybody and anybody. That's not how it works. You make your money. You're like Tyler Perry. You like Tyler Perry. You like Oprah Winfrey. You make your money. You got to get out there and you got to grind. You got to get on that hustle. You got you to gotta keep making money. Because the more, here's what they say. And this is a proven fact. The more you spend your money, the more you got to make back what you spent. So if you spent a million dollars on charities and stuff, you got to go back and work hard to replace that million dollars you spent. Because you know why? That's a million dollars that you can't get back. So successful, wealthy black people know that. Do you know that the, um, the, the community, the city that has the most wealthy black people are in the South? And that city is Atlanta. Even though Atlanta has a high crime rate, but Atlanta, the Atlanta suburb area, the Atlanta metro, they call it the Atlanta metro. Because metro means the community around it. So like if I say, if I say I live in Kansas City, I'm from, if I say I'm from, say, um... Let's say I'm from, uh, let's see, what's a good city? Rolling Park, Rolling Hills. If I'm from Rolling, um, Rolling Hills, Kansas. Rolling, Kansas. Um, or Shawnee Mission, Kansas. That's a good one. I like Shawnee. Shawnee's a good community. Shawnee Mission, Kansas. Or I'm from North Kansas City. I'm from Platte County. I'm from Platte City, Kansas. Platte City, Missouri. Up north. Northern part of, of Missouri. Up by the airport. By Platte. That's a, they got a lot of rich houses out there, gated communities out there. And that's part of, and you say, I'm from Platte City, from Platte City, Missouri. People are like, where is that at? I'm from Kansas City, Kansas City Metro. See what I mean? You, you're not living in the city, but you live in the outer areas. 
There are so many wealthy people that live, don't live in the heart of the city. They live in the suburbs, in the gated communities and wealthy areas. More and more people of color are living in Atlanta. Atlanta Metro, the state of Georgia, has more millionaires per capita than any other state in the union. Any other state in the union. They have more people of color. Why? Because people are flocking there because of the opportunities of color that you have. So on this day that we celebrate the Juneteenth festivals and celebrations, I wish each and every one of y'all of color a joyous holiday. Y'all celebrate well. This is a day that everyone out here is going to realize that this is a holiday that you are going to celebrate with your family and friends if you are color. If you don't, and I say this to anyone, if you don't know, a lot of people get mad. They say, well, I have a black friend. Oh, I, I, I know black people. I have a black friend. You, you, don't, you don't, get, don't get mad at someone who sits there and says, oh, I have a black friend. I don't go out and, and, and don't get mad and say, oh, so you just have a black friend. You're, you're getting mad at someone who says I have a black friend. You should actually be like, oh, congrats. Oh, thank you. Wow, good. Good. You'd be like, good. You don't get mad at someone who says I have a black friend. It's better than them. Some, someone saying I, I, have a, I, have a, I have a figure friend. I'm using that. Take the F off and put the N word there. You know, I have a Negro friend. You know, I have a, you know, all that. You know how those little bad words. I have one of those. No. If some white person says, I have a black friend, yes, they probably have one. Because here's the catch. Here's the catch for y'all out there. Y'all need to understand something that y'all need to understand. This is what I, this is what I learned. And this is a proven fact. It doesn't matter what color you are. Friends are friends. So I, I knew this. Um, I got this really good, really good friend of mine. He's, um, he's white. Really good friend of mine. He's white. Yeah. He, I mean, when I say white, he's white. As he's like a typical. He's a redneck. And when I say he's a redneck, because he he is. His whole family, they're rednecks. They don't live in. A, they're not like the trailer park rednecks. They're what you call rednecks with money. And they made money the hard way. His dad worked at a factory. Dad worked at a factory all his life. And at the factory he worked at, his dad had nothing but colored friends of color. All his friends at work were colored people. Nobody in his department, everybody was colored. He was the odd person. He was the only white person in that department. Out of everybody there, he was the only person of color. He was the only person that was not black. And he, and he said his dad would not, his dad wanted to work in that department because that department right there was a department he felt comfortable with because his dad was raised around people of color i mean they offered him they offered him a job working in this other department where there was like a you know was more white people but he chose to work amongst black people and did you know he actually had more in common with them with people of color than he did with white people and he's white he married a white woman his dad married a white woman and they got kids and they rednecks when i say they rednecks they rednecks his dad drives a truck dad listens to country music and his dad also listens to R&B. Dad likes R&B. And, and guess what his dad does? And every, now, and every now and then, the people of color that he worked, his coworkers would be like, yo, they'd be like, Joe. He'd be like, he got that, he got that deep, he's from deep in the, deep in the country accent. And he'd be like, hey, we're having a, um, you know, cause they, they work five days a week and they get the weekends off. That's how that factory was. He, they'd be like, hey, this Saturday, we're having a, we're having a barbecue. Bring your family. 
He'd be the only white person there with his kids at the barbecue. Everybody else is all of color. And the reason why they invite him, because when he has a barbecue, he invites all of them. He'd be like, yeah, hey, you know, I'm having a barbecue. Y'all come on over. My wife's going to be cooking. My wife's going to be cooking, but you better bring your wife a little early. You better bring your wife over a little early to help out with some of them spices. Because, you know, my wife can cook, but not like y'all wife. Not like your wife can cook. And, and, and they have this insight thing. And I remember he told me how his dad never, they always, his dad would always say, I don't see color. I see, I don't see color. I just see family. And people say, oh, I see color. I see color. I see color. And he says, no, I don't see color. I see family. And the reason why is because that's how he looked. And every one of them, they're just like family because he worked with them. And, 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 and I remember how his dad, I remember how his dad once told me, his dad once said one time, and I remember he was telling me this too. His dad confirmed it. One time, one of the guys at work, one of the guys at work um, got hurt. And he had to go out on, he had to go out on medical leave. He got hurt. He, you know, he was lifting something, he fell. And he had to go out for um, two months. You know, and being out on two months and getting workman's comp, they do an investigation, they do all this stuff. While he was out, he wasn't getting paid. Everybody there all pitched in. Even he pitched in. He didn't have to. That's not his family. That's not, he's no relation to them. He no relation to him. No relation. None. Not a relationship at all. But he, but he, but he helped out. He contributed. He donated some money. Even though he didn't have it. He didn't have it to give. But him and his wife donated. Then him and his wife came over to the house. They helped out. He he kept the yard up because he knew the, he knew the man couldn't clean it. He helped clean the yard. His wife came over and helped cook some food. They they helped. They did what everyone else in that department did. All pitched in. And then when it came, then it happened on him, his wife ended up getting breast cancer. And she had to go into chemo. And he had to take time off from work to spend time with her. Even though he didn't, he couldn't do it, he didn't, he it was hurting him, but he had to take time off from work. They told him, don't. Just go go to work. My wife will come over there. Oh, uh, we got you. Everybody in that department's wives and kids were over at his house helping out. They were cooking, they were cleaning, keeping his house up while he was at work. Everybody was pitching in. And, and, and that thing right there, and that, t- that made me realize something. That man right there, when he said he didn't see color, he just saw family. People were like, a lot of people were like, no, I see color. You white, I'm black. You know what? One time, I remember I went to one of their barbecues. Story time. Yeah, it's story time. One time I went to one of their barbecues. And when I was at the barbecue, one of their relatives who didn't understand why this white man was there. This white man was sitting there eating and enjoying himself. And this white dude, and this dude come up to him and go, just like this. He go, what the hell is this? What the hell is this honky cracker? Just using all those bad words. Bad choice words. That's the words he used. I'm using it in context. He, you know, he said that. And his everybody there stopped and said, hey, what are you doing? What's he doing? What's his, what, what? And they started using all those words. And he said, hey, let me, and they said, they, they grabbed him. They pulled him aside. Hey, let me, let me explain something to you. They said, they said, hold on, let me explain something to you. Stop. They said, hold on. The matriarch, which was, the, which was um, the older lady, she was the matriarch of the family. She stopped everybody. She told everybody, shut up. She looked at him. She says, do you have a problem with him being here? He said, oh, yes, I do. 
I have a problem with him being here. Blah, 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 blah. And, hey, why is this white guy here and this and that? He shouldn't be here. She says, let me ask you a question. You have a problem with him, right? He says, yes, you can leave. He's like, what? He's like, but grandma, you can leave. Because he's welcome here, always. He can sit at my table and eat here, always. That man right there, she said, that man and his family, that's our family. That's our family. He's family. You don't may not like him because of the color of his skin, but to him, to us, he's family. And he's always welcome at our house. He's always welcome. He can come to our house any time of the day and he will be more than welcome to sit at the table and have dinner. If he doesn't have any food in his house, he can call me. I guarantee you I will have some food for him. And, and, he, and the man, he knew that because it actually happened to where the company one time, everybody was, you know, it was doing that, you know, they were crunching time and they were shorting hours and stuff. People didn't have enough money to have food. So you know what everybody did? Everybody all got together in the, in the black sect, in, the, in that department, all got together and realized they were cutting hours. And what they all did, they all sat there one day, on one day, they all sat there and they all went to the store and they all bought groceries for everybody. And they all divvied it up amongst all of them to keep everybody afloat. One, and if you need help in certain bills, like one guy, his car wasn't running. Somebody said, I got you. Um, I'll come over to your house and we'll get the fork. And the white dude was like, white guy was like, the guy said, the white guy came over and was like, what's wrong with your car? Oh, I don't know. It's not running. I got you. I'll be over there. Um, I'll be over there Friday. I'll come over there Friday night and I'll take a look at it and I'll see what we can do. See if we don't need to buy parts, let me see what I can do. And then Friday night, guy comes over after work. He goes, look at it. I'll be here tomorrow morning. Me, he said, me and my son will be over here tomorrow morning and my daughter and we'll, we'll get to working. He didn't have to do that. That's not his, no relation. But he did that because that's friends, friends and family. He said, and the white guy said this, he said, blood doesn't make your family, loyalty does. And, and that's what the black guy at the work told him. Blood doesn't make your family, loyalty does. And he came over and he fixed the car. Told him what was wrong with it. Oh, that's an easy fix. And he said, I got, I got an extra part. I got an extra part. We can go to, uh, we, come on, let's go to junkyard. Went to junkyard, pulled out a part, got it. Got it for like $2. The part and $5 for this part, $6 for this part, $40 for this part at a junkyard. And he sat there and fixed the car and said, there your car. Your car's running good. Guy was like really impressed and was like, well, thank you. He said, yeah, I got you. We take care of each other. See, there's, there's a lot of us, there's a lot of people of color who have allies. And when you have those allies, you got to remember, they're allies and they're friends and they're family. When you have people like that, they're family. It doesn't see color. So when you look at Juneteenth celebration, we're celebrating what it means to be black. But also remember, our allies are also going to celebrate with us. Okay? They're going to celebrate that holiday with us. Okay? That's what I mean. They celebrate along with us. Keep that in mind. Okay, on this day, that was story time. I just had to put that in there because that reminded me about that, you know, this kid. Yeah, I me and him were still friends today. Always still friends. He's, he's on my social media, Facebook. I don't think he gets me on Instagram, but he's on my Facebook. And I still, I will always, I, every now and then I talk to him. I ask him how his wife and kids are doing. They're doing wonderful. You know, he asked me, how am I doing? I'm doing wonderful. We, we have a good relationship. You know, if he called me and said, hey, you think you can sell, think you can send me like $20, $30? Yes, I will send it to him. If I got it, he got it. That's my thing. And vice versa. But I never ask him because you know why? I, I'm working. I'm good. 
I have my podcast. My podcast is ports me for whatever. But if I really needed it, I can always call him. I can always tell, I can always call him, hit him up, and boom, he got me. That's what I'm talking about. See, everybody knows someone. I know this one guy. I know this one guy that I actually know really good. He literally, he has a whole family that are um, that are Chinese because um, he was in school. And when he was in school, he met this Chinese girl while he was in school and he was in high school. He met this Chinese girl. She was like, um, they came over here. They were just newly immigrants from America. She was a first generation, you know, here. She was, she came, she was born here and she only spoke Chinese. Her English got better. And in school, people were bullied, girls would bully her. He sat there and he literally took her under his wing and they became really good friends really good friends the whole family liked him because they would invite him over whenever they have like celebration like the chinese new year they invite him over when they have like a get together they invite him over whenever he had a get together he wouldn't tell he would tell them come on over my mom said y'all more than welcome and they will come over these these chinese people will come over these asian people their chinese descent will come over very little english but they come over and they will they will eat and they will have a good good together couldn't understand the music, music different, but they would sit there and fellowship and celebrate the love of what it is about family. And then when he, when she told her mom and dad about what he done while they, what he, what he done while they were in school, when she graduated, she told her mom and dad what he did throughout the school so that she can actually graduate, how he protected her and how he helped her. Because there were some things that she didn't know he knew and some things he knew he didn't know she knew and they helped each other both went to college came really good friends now he's married she's married and their families all co-mingle and get together once a year they get together for a celebration yeah see what i'm saying it's not about this race thing you know what the what the mainstream media wants you to do racism and stuff no this is a celebration of being who you are so on juneteenth celebration i want each and every one of you out there to understand this hey y'all have a wonderful juneteenth festival y'all celebrate the what it means to be black and if you're an ally of someone and you say i got a black friend hey i'm going to say this to you congratulations i'm happy for you i hope you have more black friends you don't need you don't need to get like a thousand black friends couple of them was good to know two or three that's good one or two that's even better if you only know one that's hey that's hey that's one that's one more than you do know i know people that only have i know one person has no people of color don't know none none i don't know any of them what you what you need to know someone what you got to do is you got to go out there and you got to put yourself out there now what you do is you put yourself out there i didn't say you go Go, go go in the go in the go in the ghettos or the hood, and just hi I'm hi I'm a white person. How are you? I want to be your friend. No, you find someone, you get to know them, talk to them, say hi, ask them, how you doing? You know now you know you don't have to be scared. Sometimes you don't have to be scared. Now I do say one thing. Sometimes by you know you, you might get one that'll sit there and try to rob you and all that stuff. But you, you got to be careful. It's good to have. And if you are a person of color, got to know some white people. Let me tell you something. You know why? Because they can actually help you. I tell you that. Good example. I was with one of my friends. He's um, European. 
I mean, I think he's European. Well, he's Irish. Yeah, he's Irish. Irish American. Irish American and Italian. His dad is his dad is uh, Italian. His mother is Irish Italian. Born in Italy. Mother and father were born in Italy, but she was Irish Italian, born in Italy, and he was Italian. His dad was Italian. His mother was Irish Italian. His dad was straight Italian, you know, from Palermo, and they, you know. And he was like, you could tell he was Irish because he was, he was straight ginger. But you know the cool thing about it was, you know, they just people. You know, they were people. And they had, they, he hung out with everybody. He was always in the hood hanging out with everybody because that's the people he hung out in school. Those were his friends. He didn't judge them. But I'm going to tell you something. He didn't judge people for what they lived, their lifestyle. He just knew them as friends. That's just one of my friends. Like one day, one of his friends, because he worked at some big fact, some big company. He was up. He was upper management upstairs, and he worked as a computer operator. He was an, he was an IT guy. He did computer programming, and he worked upstairs. One of his friends came in for a job interview to work in the mailroom because he wanted to. He just wanted the job. He wanted to work in the mailroom. Well, he mentioned his name. Everybody upstairs came upstairs. Everybody upstairs was like. The people in the HR was like, you know this person? You Who do you know? Works here. He said, I know such and such. Okay. They literally walked upstairs. They asked him, can you come downstairs? They went in the interview and said, do you know him? He said, oh, yeah, that's my brother. That's all he said. He said, oh, yeah, that's my brother. Why? Oh, that's your brother? Yes. He got hired. He said, oh, yeah, that's my brother. Yeah, he got hired. He's a good worker. Didn't know, didn't know his work ethic or anything. When he got done, he said, yeah, I got the job. He said, let me tell you something. Yeah, you got the job. He said, do me a favor. He's like, what's this? We're all, he said, whatever you do, he told him, just do me one favor. Whatever you do, don't mess up the job. If you don't like, if the job is getting to the point to where you're beginning to hate your department because your boss is riding you and stuff, he said, do me this one favor and I'm going to tell you something and I'm going to help you. All right? Do me one favor. Stick it out. Don't get mad at the boss because he's riding you and stuff. If the boss is riding you because they see something good in you. And so he did. So he said, and don't quit the job. Just stick it out. Stick it out long enough to where I can help you move up. Because I got, there's departments up here that can actually use you because your expertise. You know computers. I can get you in the, I can get you in the my department. If you just stick it out. You're going to, he said, he told him, you're going to hate this job because the boss down here is an asshole. And the boss is going to ride you like it ain't nothing because you know why? Because previous people of color ruined it for you. So you just have to be better than them. So that means, he said, let me tell you an example. He said, I'm going to give you this scenario, okay? Here's an example. If you know you have, you have to be at work at 8, if you have to be at work at 9 o'clock in the morning, be here at 8 o'clock. Come an hour early. Show up an hour early. Rather be early than late. Okay, rather be early than late. Show up every day an hour early and just sit. Sit sit in the employee area, break area, and just sit there. All I, that's all you gotta do. I rather look, you rather be here late, rather be here early than late. Never come to work late. I know sometimes it's unforeseen circumstances, but do what you gotta do to get here. If your car's not working, trust me. If you're having issues with your car because you can't get to work, call me. I got you. I will, I will come and get you. I'm on my way to work. I will pick you up. Because I want you to succeed. Because they're not, you're, they're out to fail you. They want it. They want, they don't want you. They really didn't want to hire you. That's what he told them. 
I overheard them. They didn't want to hire you. But because of me, they hired you. And it's not nothing bad about me or anything. He said, because they didn't want to hire me either. He said, when that when I got the job, they didn't want to hire me. But because I knew I knew my job. And they had to hire me because I knew my job more than the person that was in charge of the IT department. I knew my job more than the guy who was in charge. My supervisor, my manager, I knew more than he did. My boss, I know more than him. He's always coming to me asking me, how do I do this? So there, that's what I'm saying. So hey, each and every one of you, I want y'all to say have a wonderful, happy um, Juneteenth Festival and, and safe Juneteenth Festival. And also, it is Father's Day weekend. So for all you people out there, happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. Enjoy yourselves. If you are a father, happy Father's Day. Enjoy yourself. And if you are a stepfather, that means you're the father that stepped, you're the man that stepped up. Happy Father's Day. If you are a single mother, happy Father's Day because single mothers can be fathers too. Like single single dads can be mothers too on Mother's Day. Sometimes it happens that way. But I want to say happy Father's Day to each and one of y'all out there. All right, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. You know, this podcast is sponsored by BlackBlueElectronica.com. Go there, check out stuff, see what you like. You know, I mean, you see what you like, see what you might like. All right, this is, and I want to tell you right now, I appreciate you. I'll see you on the next podcast, and Bravo 6 going dark.